If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love combat sports? I have a website for you, cageminds.com. That's C-A-G-E-D-M-I-N-D-S.com. Fight news from around the world, in-depth interviews, live event coverage. Covering combat sports for over a decade. Established in April 2011. That's cageminds.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is Pro Wrestling After Hours. I am Michael Carlisle, joined, as always, by Micah Franco. Micah, what's shaking, man? Ah, shaking, bacon, earthquaking. It's a revolution of shake and bake. That's what it is. AEW Revolution this past Sunday lived up to the hype. We've got the road to WrestleMania. Start with AEW. Start with the old revolution. Let's get to it, because it really was a revolution. It was, uh, was it? a night for the uh, the younger generation I would to agree. stand up. I liked, real quick, um, we'll start here, because something you and I had talked about off air for a while, or, or me talking to you, I really like RJ City. I was glad they utilized him a little more in the pre-show. Um, look, he always does those backstage people arriving interviews. They're usually on YouTube. My thing, just because I like him, though, I'm not sure RJ City's for the masses. I, I saw a lot of mixed reaction to him online. I'm curious you, your thoughts on, on RJ City. I guess he's an acquired taste. I find yeah. Hey EW to be funny. Yeah. I think him and Downhouse and Together was funny. I don't, I don't. I could see, though, it going both ways where you're like, why is he so snarky? Yeah. I, I, I could see it going both ways and backfiring against him. But. I think that there's more equity to be put into having Renee Paquette and RJ City handling a lot more stuff the in the background, and you only bring JR to the back for a, a deep sit-down interview. You possibly don't need the other female and the other male. You don't need Tony Schiavone doing in. And look, I, I Schiavone love Tony Schiavone. Leave the broadcast. Right, booth. right. Exactly. He should be at the broadcast booth every show the whole time, but I get it. You're, you're trying to that stuff. Right. Anyway, that, that being said, I wanted to bring up the RJ city thing because it's something I'd wanted to see for a while. And it got kind of a mixed reaction. So I was curious your thoughts on the pre-show. We got, uh, Ari Davari and the varsity athletes. Whatever, versus the Lucha Brothers and Mark Briscoe. That this was actually for what it was a pretty entertaining match. Man, I I liked it. I see a lot of 
positive out of Davari, out of the smart trust busters, whatever this whole faction is. They, I find them funny. I find Josh Woods to be menacing enough to be a, a real threat physically. I, I like them. And then, of course, this transition of, of the Briscoe, you're getting him to say goodbye to his brother, and, and they keep bringing it up. Eventually, I guess we're going to get these separation of the tag team titles, but I like the way they've integrated in the Lucha Brothers and the way they use the Rampage to bring this all together. The match, it delivered for me. For sure. Yeah, definitely. We kicked off the pay-per-view with Chris Jericho and Ricky Mayavia. I mean, Ricky Starks. The winner. Well, yeah. Uh, who the fuck else was going to win? Chris Jericho, and he did it. Oh, I, right move here. Uh, look, this probably wasn't Ricky Stark's greatest match. It certainly wasn't Jericho's greatest match. It, it wasn't a bad match either. I, look, I, I thought they told a good story. And, yeah, we, we got the winner that we needed to get. This should help Starks as he continues his rise. And let's be honest, you're not going to do anything to hurt Jericho. So him taking the L, not a big deal there either. And now you take a step forward with Ricky Starks, and hopefully he's made that step up the ladder in your eyes a little bit more legitimatized and and less rocky to me. More Ricky. It's Ricky. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, Christian Cage. He's a man. He buried somebody. A, a last burial match. You know, back in my day, this was called a coffin match. Well, you know, each, Which each, each company has different. I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. WWE may have a copyright on coffin match. I don't even know. Buried alive match. I, I don't. I I don't know that we needed a coffin match here. I think we needed something definitive to to end. So I get it, and this is probably as good as anything else. I mean, yeah. It's buried. They, they they could have done a cinematic match in the jungle or something. So, I mean, we should be happy we got the, the glorified coffin match. Uh, that being said, dude, Christian is so freaking good. Um, you know, coming back from the injury, I, I enjoyed the heck out of this match. I Everything Christian Cage does, uh, I, I think he does very, very well. But uh, Jack Perry needed the win here. He finally hits the concerto on uh, Christian and uh, gets the win. Is this the end of these two? I hope it is. It felt like so long running endlessly due to the injuries. This was the blow off match quite literally months in the making. And you can appreciate the levels of venom and hate that Christian had to spew out to get that fire to burn deep within jungle jack and to bring out that jungle man yeah and and jungle boy better off by the way is there a better look not just in wrestling but just fashion in general than a sleeveless turtleneck i mean come on dude christian cage cutting edge just saying (laughs) oh speaking of this match I was a little surprised we didn't get a run in from Luchasaurus here. Uh, Luchasaurus is just dead, dead. Dare I say, become extinct? Oh, they must I, have put him in the tar pits where that mask's uh, lawsuit is. I guess. I guess we've got new trios champions, the elite taking on the House of Black, and 
the House of Black get it again. We're three matches in. All three of these matches went the way they should have gone. House of Black gets the titles. Um, this was absolutely the right move. Good for them. It's time to do something with the House of Black. And it's also time to move over the elite. This is not what any of us expected it to be. This was, it kind of just felt like John Moxley's title reign. They just came out there and kind of had random matches. You didn't do a lot with the promos. There wasn't much of a storyline. You're finally doing something with House of Black. And, and maybe it's better if the elite are, are chasing. Because I don't know if one match gets us all the way done with this storyline or if, Instead of where we felt, we just got the blow-off to Jericho Ricky. We got the blow-off to Christian Jungle Boy. Could this just be the Kickstarter to this rivalry? I don't think it's the Kickstarter to a rivalry necessarily. I don't think they're totally done because you probably need a little something for the elite to do. I believe there are much bigger things on the horizon for them and another trio that we can get to in a little bit, um, but not necessarily trios titles related. Um, maybe you, you get a rematch uh, with the House of Black and Elite, but I don't see the belts going back to the Elite right now. I, I think there are other things going on. I, I'm really glad they put these titles on House of Black. Um, I'm really curious to see what, what they do with them next. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i wonder who would you say is there this is the problem i feel like we had so many breakups with the trios division it'll be interesting to see i don't know what they do with house of black next who becomes that lucha brothers and pack would make a ton of sense come back around to them yeah whether they do that i don't know we'll have to see but i I think that would make a ton of sense but uh, good for the house of black um love the physicality they bring to the match right we had the women's uh title match jamie Hayter defending against ruby soho and soraya this went pretty much exactly how I thought it would. All the way to Hater re- 
retaining and then Soho turning heel yeah. after the match and joining the, I don't even know what to call them. The, the, people say women's NWO. The online. outsiders. The yeah. outsiders. I, you're already from WWE before girls. I, I, I don't know, but I did like the heel turn. I liked the surprise look on the face. It happened after the match, and at least there was no lead-ons in the match. They all looked like they were playing it straight, going for the title, that there were no shenanigans. I like the way it played out, because at least now you bring Britt Baker also back into doing something where you said she needed to be involved. Yeah. Very gruesome... Texas Deathmatch, John Moxley, Hangman Page. Look, it's a Moxley match. It, you know there's going to be blood. But, uh, look, I liked it. I, I don't have a problem with these types of matches. I understand a lot of people do. So it wasn't going to be for everybody. You probably either really liked this match or you really hated it. There probably wasn't a lot of, it was okay. It was all right. It was either awesome or it was terrible. I, I liked it. It was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. It was awesome. I, I, I like the blood. I'm used to it. Moxley, Moxley blinks. I see red. And I understand why. I, I This was, I guess, the most respectable that we can take, that there's a, a fearsome gunslinger there in the hangman. I mean, nearly ripping Moxley's head off with hanging cam. It brings out that violent streak. But... I still there's the there's the the black jeans wearing badass hangman that we just got, but but I I keep seeing the flowery shirts yeah. and blood butterflies and and for one night, okay cool, but I'm not as a fan more invested in hangman and him doing bigger things because he can get this harder edge if pushed so far. I, I kind of like just in general throughout the week that we're seeing this kind of harder edge and bullshit kind of meanness coming out of the Blackpool combat club. Yeah. I mean, what's too far with weapons? Like I'm cool with the roller quarters. I'm cool with brass knuckles. I'm cool with the chair, a little barbed wire now and again. When you break out a fork, though, does that cross the line? And that may seem silly with some of the other stuff I just named off, but I don't know. There's just something about gouging another man with a fork that, look, I can totally understand why maybe some people weren't into this because it that that's kind of barbaric. I'm okay with the pizza cutter, dude. I'm okay with the pizza cutter. Well. So I stop short. Of the light bulb tubes. I mean, that seemed pretty bad. I mean, body slam on Legos to me seems even worse than than the fork. Speaking of pizza, uh, I got pizza during Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. What flavor? Uh, it doesn't matter. Was it pepperoni? It, it, it wasn't Wardlow flavor, so that, that that's all that matters. No, it had a little bit of everything on it. Um, Wardlow gets the win here. He makes Joe pass out. Uh, with the choke, Wardlow, your new TNT champion, whatever. Now what? Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, I guess. Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, we continue this trifecta. The King of TV has more to do for Ring of Honor TV. Samoa Joe has tried all he can to give some credibility, to give some validity to Wardlow. I'd rather see a... 
I, I guess we didn't know what we got when we had Wardlow as MJF's henchman. That really seems to have been the best role that he was suited for. Stand there, say nothing, be powerful at times. I don't want to. I don't want to compare them because I, I think Wardlow's further along. But in a lot of ways, like what they're doing with Satnam Singh, you, you know, early on they tried to put him in some matches, and it was obvious he wasn't ready. Look, Wardlow's a much better worker. Don't get me wrong, but I agree with you. I, I think now, look, shit happens behind the scenes. You got other plans. You couldn't keep them together for for the obvious reasons, but. That was a role that was probably better suited for him for now. You, you with what happened with MJF and, and the way they had to end that feud because of MJF's problems, you turn Wardlow into a straight up monster, Goldberg 2.0, whatever you want to call it. And after a while, it just lost steam. I, I, I don't know that he gets the steam back, Mike. I really don't. And I don't see how he gets the momentum rolling. You go from the big guy to he does some acrobatic moves that just don't seem to fit in. Uh, I feel like him and Moose are both big guys, and I know they're different companies, but they're big guys. They're like, oh, I could do this acrobatic jump off the top rope. Well, you could. But if, if, but you, if you're if in you're a not, street fight, hold on. If you're in a street fight with Wardlow, would you rather stand there and go toe-to-toe with him and have him beat the shit out of you with his big meat hooks or do you want to see him jump off a car and try to flip over on you? And I, I, I'd be like, get up on that car. Do it again. I'll take my chance. Look, it's impressive when big guys do stuff like that. And I think there is a place for it. But when you're that damn big, and look, I realize we're it's talking entertainment here. But right, stick with what got you here, what, what your strengths are. Again, whatever, whatever. Um, if this eventually gets Powerhouse Hobbs the, the TNT title, then hell, it's probably worth it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And that ladder match, rightful winner, powerhouse Hobbs. I thought nice back and forth with Nosuke Takeshna, who looks like he may be that new something to the elite. Don Callis is trying to get his meat hooks into Takeshna. Um, Sammy Guevara, I mean Sammy Hardy, just as crazy as ever, taking another big bump, taking him in action and drawing. Oh shit, out. dude! You, you confused the, the shit out of me. Match. Yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, what the match? Hell, because match you, you talking about? Right, powerhouse right. You, you, so I was going you back to expect dynamite. Quick. I got you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, that was just the one thing I want to bring up from dynamite mm-hmm. is that yeah. I did 
enjoy all the intricacies. And Commander, to me, his running across the ropes, that shooting star press uh, against the uh, ladder, highly entertaining. Uh, I would have liked more execution and better finish of that match. Not saying it shouldn't have been Hobbs, but maybe he could have used the same ladder that Sammy Guevara had that seemed to be taller, and they could have not shown the five referees to us, the viewing audience at home, holding the ladder. It didn't look as impressive or as imposing with the ladder shaking. So I like okay. the winner. I like the match. Yeah. I didn't like the last 30 seconds of the match. Go back and watch any ladder match in the last three years, any company. With the exception of one or two, you're going to see the exact same. Now, you might not see it as blatantly because they do. It's the everybody else was smart enough to shoot it where you don't see five referees holding the goddamn ladder. I, that, I, that I hear you on that. Yeah. Just the way they shot it. You could tell me that's yeah. what goes down, that the crowd sees it every yeah. time. But I'm at home, damn it. I shouldn't see it. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, the tag team match, I liked it. I think you had three better options to win, but... With what happened in the aftermath, I guess it makes sense. Um, in the end, the, the guns retain. Uh, they pinned Danhausen. Of course, the acclaimed and uh, Lethal and Jeff Jarrett were in this one as well. But this match was basically to set up the return of FTR, who come out afterwards and challenge the guns. And, and oh, by the way, word on the street is all the talk about FTR and being on the outs of Tony Khan and looking to the other side of the street. Uh, they've apparently been locked up and locked up long-term for quite some time now, and, and they've just been away, the, the talk and all that, just to kind of keep them in the headlines while they were gone, but FTR apparently not going anywhere. Right team took the pinfall. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Doesn't lose anything. And, and he's Cassidy. the one to take it, too. Right. You, you couldn't have Cassidy take it. Dan Housen was the one who should have taken the pin. And Goes back to being the All-Atlantic champion. They weren't yeah. a tag team anyway. Right. They dove in. You still leave an opening to continue the Jarrett Bunch versus the Acclaimed. This rivalry can still further themselves. Jarrett's over and hateable. You can scissor all the way to the bank. That's not leaving. <laughs> Those ass boys needed some help wiping themselves, and that ass is going to get wiped good now and, and clean, and it's now more prominent because it's clean because it got over in this match, and, and you get all the way back around to their prominence started by the downfall of FTR, and you either have FTR finally getting the belts that eluded them or the gums become even more over in the same way that the New Age Outlaws were by Hooker by Crook. I didn't think there was any way someone could suck the fun out of calling the guns the ass boys. Yay! And, and you just did it when you talked about wiping asses. The fuck is wrong with you, Micah? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Now, see, you're talking about crossing a line. My God. <laughs> you like that? Uh, it was the brown line. <laughs> uh, come on, man. <laughs> Jesus. By the way, uh, since I touched on a little earlier, bigger, better things for the elite. You have a nice feud between FTR and the guns. Guns. FTR win. gets no, FTR gets the belts. There's the elite. There's FTR. There are three elite members. There are only two FTRs. We need a third person. Uh, maybe not May in Vegas, but the next pay-per-view, which is, would be what, Chicago in 
July, August. Oh, Chicago. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, FTR needs a third. Here's a... What's that dude's name? He's he's a wrestler. He's been around forever. Cole he's Cabana. from he's from Chicago. No, not not Colt Cabana. The the other one. Um, um, um. War Machine. No. Um. Oh, Jesus. God. Who's uh, who's from Chicago? Philip, Gilligan. Um, uh, yeah, Skipper. Yeah. Oh yeah. CM Punk. Hmm, just. Oh, oh Philbert. File file that away. MJF Brian Danielson Iron Man for the world title. We knew it was going to go for an hour. I think we last week I even, I even said something about overtime or, or going the distance or, or something. Um, anywho, I enjoyed the shit out of this match. I, I thought this was really, really good. It was a lot of fun. What did you think of MJF's entrance? Let, let's start there with, with the orchestra and, and all that. The devil does good work. That's, that's well, what I that, thought. And that's why he's the devil. That's, that, that's the allure of bringing people to the dark side. The devil does good work, right? He did good work. He made a, spe- a spectacular entrance. I like the music. You like the feeling. Like him coming out with the all white, coming back out with the mask. I enjoyed it. I, th- uh, I I will say this though, since they made it a part of the storyline, I was half-assed expecting Brian Danielson to bring MJF's ex-fiance, and I did the air quotes there. Um, to the match and have her sitting ringside. And then she wind up clocking uh, Danielson and costing him the match and come to find out uh, she and MJF never really broke up and all, which I'm not convinced they did, but whatever, doesn't matter. Um, That did not happen. Look, I thought this was a really good match. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I'm I'm not a fan of Iron Man matches, especially 60-minute ones, just because they go so goddamn long. And in this day and age, it's hard to keep people's attention. I thought there was more than enough action here, more than enough things going on that it didn't seem like there were a lot of blatant, oh, they're just trying to fill time here to get to 60 minutes. Seven pinfalls in all. Not as much wasted time as I expected. MJF put it on the line, taking out Danielson through a table. And by the way, if John Moxley and Hangman Page earlier on the show are fighting in a Texas death match... What kind of odds are you giving MJF to be the one who bleeds the most of the three? Because <laughs> damn if he didn't. Uh, he bled his ass off. MJF went out there, put on quite the performance. You're, I don't think there's a bidding war of 2024. I feel like he's locked down I think so for a long time, that they know what they have in him, and that I don't know if I see a title turn coming we are here in the day of building up the legacy of MJF. But what are you? How, how, what are you doing next with MJF? Uh, did you move on to another member of the Blackpool Combat Club? Uh, Kenny Omega, all of a sudden, no longer one third of the trios champions. <laughs> Does Omega want his belt back? Is it somebody else? Is it Hangman? Is it, Is it Adam yeah. Cole? Um. Ooh. Adam Cole. Adam Cole, I believe we're a couple weeks away from his official return because he's going to return the same night the reality show debuts. 
Uh, Nosuke Takeshna maybe could get on a roll. We'd all buy him going back after MJF because we got three months. You going to headline got, a pay-per-view with that? No, though? but we yeah. got three months. So if you're me, True. you're probably telling me there's one, if not maybe two, title defenses in a random yeah. Yeah, yeah, sen- yeah. sense before we actually get to that main storyline. Like, coming off of the title win, there was a foregone conclusion that there was some strings left open between MJF and the back. Blackpool Combat Club. Now we had to fill that storyline in with Regal being gone and Danielson. I don't think there's an immediate direction for him to go. Is more what I mean. Particularly, it's like well, I could see someone popping up the next couple of weeks. All of a sudden, MJF is defending at a Battle of the Belts on TV against a Battle Royal winner, and then we get a long time, a long term, two month lead up to the next pay per view. That's something we don't get enough of in AEW: huh? Battle Royal to determine a number one contender for something. I'd rather determine a number one contender than just somebody walk out there, jump the guy, and you're like, yeah. "You're right. You earned the world title shot because you attacked him." Did it? You attacked him. That earns everything. Too bad nobody else in the back thought of that. Yeah, yeah. All in all, I enjoyed this. I, I thought it was a, a really good show. Um, from a number standpoint, uh, the, I, I know they were trending on pace to be right there on par, maybe a little higher than than the last several AEW pay per views. So oh, sweet. It, it seems like from that standpoint, it was received well. Also. Not a lot to complain about here, unless you're just salty, grumpy SOBs like like we are sometimes. But but all in all, I, I I thought this was a really good show. All in all, liked it. Felt this one did well. We got some things wrapped in a nice bow. We've got some stories that have legs to them and are progressing. You got a lot to still look forward to with. Uh, as we said, the tag team titles now, FTR, the women's championship match, getting something going there. Um, and what's next for MJF is a big question. Yep. I guess we'll find also, out uh, this Wednesday. They did do away also with, we don't hear talk of the rankings anymore. Your, your top five tag team. Yeah. Your top, so it's not like we have that to give us any, any sign of who's the number one contender. Cause remember that was just stupid anyway, because then you really couldn't build up storylines. It's just, Oh no, no. Number one contender, number one contender, number one contender. Rankings really only mean so much in real sports, legit sports. They mean even less in pro wrestling. Let's be honest. It was a nice idea yeah. for them to try it, but sure, to see sure, it's, uh, yeah. ran its course. I, I like the the thought of it. You know, bring a little sense of realism. The reality is, you don't need it. Yeah, you, you really don't. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I didn't really need Raw this week. We got answers, though. We, so. All in all, I guess Raw couldn't have been that bad. You ready to do some WWE talk? Or, I mean, look, we can sit here and talk AEW all, all damn show. I don't care, but, I mean, you know. Well, I was going to say that we start out with SmackDown just because that's, you know, again, further in the background from us. Sure. And we, we, we got to talk about it. They saw each other. They're in the same room. It's almost like they do exist. 
Roman saw Cody. Cody saw Roman face to face. It's like, oh my gosh, it was such a momentous night. A guy from SmackDown went to Raw. But you know that happens every week. But this was special because it happened this week. How did you feel about Roman again doubling down on everything that Paul was saying? And he'll teach Cody everything if, you know, his dad left anything off the table. You know, I, I like it. Look, I, I think, I, and I hope this comes off as the compliment I intended to because I, I do mean it as a compliment. I think Roman Reigns may be better than anyone at getting more out of doing less. And I'm not talking about his infrequent appearances. I'm talking about he didn't beat the shit out of anybody. He didn't swing chairs. He just talked. But he got his point over by by doing very little in the professional wrestling, WWE sports entertainment type of atmosphere that, that you expect from so many guys. I had no problems with, with any of it. I know you're not a Roman Reigns guy. I know you, you don't like he's not there every week, and, and I completely understand all that. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, I'll be honest. I, I just... It, it The sour note for me, and, and this is this is where you'll, you, you'll probably tell me I'm wrong, nine minutes. It took me nine minutes into the episode for anything to happen. I, I mean, we saw a lot of guys walk out to the ring, and then we saw another mu- music hit and walk out to the ring. But Doesn't that happen every not, week on WWE, though? That, that's a problem with oh, WWE. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I had nine minutes before anyone said anything of any validity. And Roman, you're right. He can do a lot with doing nothing. So by the time we're 15 minutes into the show... We've had Roman put down his title belts, pick up his title belts, and walk all the way around one long story to get to that one line that I thought was intriguing of the entire promo. That one little line at the end. Um, That nine minutes for me, and the last, and I don't know if you noticed this like I noticed this because I recorded it. The show ended with 155 on my DVR. So you're telling me the first nine minutes of the show in the last five minutes of the show. Like, what's most important at the end of the show? The fact that we end the show five minutes early to run commercials or that we go off the air with something hot? Well, my memory is so fizzled out because now I'm watching five minutes of commercials. I've got 14 minutes of airtime beginning and end of show that are already irrelevant. You want me to sit down for two hours to watch your show and 15 minutes of it before we start talking commercials even that in the meat of the show is just irrelevant. It just kind of already puts a bad taste in my mouth as a viewer that we're wasting 25 or we're wasting what? 13% of the show for literally nothing. So, well, you're wasting it on getting paid with advertising. It's five minutes at the end of the show. That's a really, I, I understand each company has a different thing, but Raw used to be more fun when it went off the air with something exciting, not rushing to a commercial, and and that you knew by now, it's almost you could time it. Oh, the show's going to end at 8. No, 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 no. It's going to end way before 8. You used to almost wonder with wrestling if you were going to run over the time, and now it runs under. You, You can stick commercials where you want, but there's just a lot of dead time in SmackDown that makes it less entertaining of a product, I think, on Fox than it was on other channels. 
Interesting. Uh, anything else from SmackDown? Um, what else happened on SmackDown? Um, well, we did see Solo Sokoa, didn't he beat Sami Zayn? And he did. So we got that happen. Hey, Rhea, Rhea needed a win because remember, we got to remind everybody that she could win matches because Beth Phoenix beat her ass, so she beat Liv's. Uh, and Dom beat Santos Escobar, who uh, I, I guess they really quickly don't like his group or his faction. Like, I, I, I guess that's just done and over with because he's not even a heel now. He didn't come out in his nice suit. All of a sudden, Selena Vega's gone. All of his henchmen are gone. Uh Pretty big cataclysmic character change for Santos Escobar and uh, mommy and daddy beat him. If nobody gives a fuck who you are, is, is it really a monumental character change? I, I would say so. Well, well, it was I, I, and I should he say had that this on for yeah. three years in NXT, yeah, and it yeah. had it long enough for him and that group to get pulled yeah. up as a faction to the main roster together from. Yeah. Paul. And, and to be fair, just because I don't give a shit about Pablo Escobar doesn't mean nobody else does. But I just I don't care. He can put on a damn green wig and paint his face white and be doink 3.0. I don't give a shit. He, he's still going to be channel changing material uh, to me. But that's just me. All right. On to Raw, we further the bloodline, Sammy Owens shit. We, we start out. With the SUV arriving at the building, there's Solo, there's Jimmy, there's Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman gives the same edict he's given the, the last several weeks. Find Jay, bring him back, or Roman's going to blame you. I love this storyline so much. I think they've done so much good stuff. But it seemed like we were getting to the point, and I know things happen late, late in the show. We'll get there. But we were starting to spin our wheels a little bit with basically doing the same damn thing every week. It, it started to get just a teensy tiny bit uh, annoying to me. And I'm like, well, let's fucking do something here. You, you know, we, we don't need to have resolution to anything necessarily, but let's further things along and not do the same thing every week. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you and me have had conversations off the pod, many of which there is no way you cannot tell me that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are not facing the Usos at WrestleMania. I am a million percent dedicated to believing that's what's going to happen so to me it was just hurry up and get over your tantrum tantrum and get back with the family because you're not gonna dare defy roman and we also have had this talk before that bloodline usos are the most relevant usos there's been so there's no way they're walking away from this until roman reigns has way too many movie deals and he can't show up we get to the main event, uh, Jimmy Uso versus Sammy. And, uh, yes, th this is where this freaking storyline finally starts moving again. Um, Jay Uso shows up, makes his way to the ring, and I left a part about, out about Sammy showing up. Sammy, Sammy comes out, blah, blah, blah. Jay comes up. They hug. Jimmy ain't happy that Jay's hugging Sammy. Jay's like, don't worry, brother, and uh, lays out. Sammy and uh, the Usos stand strong. The Bloodline stand strong. Yay. Don't forget, Sammy got the win on the night. Sammy yeah. did beat Jimmy 
Right? Wait, am I yeah, yeah, wrong? Jimmy. He beat yeah. Jimmy, and then Jay gave us the swerve. And of course, I'm not going to turn on my family. Of course, I'm not going to turn on my family. Well, we all knew that, but it took you like a month and a half to figure it out. And uh, I think earlier in the night, his direct words were, screw you, Roman. So that, that was a, a nice little swerve job to all of us. But but again, did you really think the Uso brothers were going to break up and you were going to get Sammy and Jay against Jimmy and Solo at WrestleMania? Here's the problem with this storyline. And I, I say that readily acknowledging this has been the best thing in WWE, maybe the best thing in all of wrestling for quite some time now. But if you really want to pick it apart, and maybe you shouldn't even look this deep into it. it. Would you break down an episode of whatever your favorite TV show is this much? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Oh, but, I hate a lot of TV shows because right. I do do but, this. But isn't Sami Zayn like the biggest idiot on the face of the earth? I want to be in the bloodline. I, I want to be an ooze. I, this is me. They're never going to fucking accept you. You finally get the shit beat out of you and kicked out. Now you expect... Jay to turn on his brother and side with you. Really? I mean, did you really? I mean, and again, look, this has all been enjoyable, but if you really stop and think about it and break it down, Sammy Zane's an idiot for thinking any of this shit was going to happen. Well, excuse us, but that's just pro wrestling. No, I know, I know. Because, unfortunately, as you say that, he's going to now turn to his savior, to his tag team. I mean, the guy that they made a shirt, that's the first one I ever said, that said, fight forever. Kevin Owens' debut on NXT was powerbombing Sami Zayn across the apron and taking the NXT title for him, and that's his savior. That's, that's the whole thing. But, see, that's completely different, and that's actually logical, and here's why. If you watched last night, they both acknowledged, we don't like each other. We don't have to like each other. We don't have to trust each other. We don't even have to get along. We just have to both recognize that if we're going to take down the bloodline, we have to work together because neither of us can do it by ourselves. And now if Sammy came out, arms open, bygones be bygones, then it would be more the exact same. I, I agree with you on that. Look, is it flawed as well? You're right, because these guys shouldn't like each other, and they don't. But they at least they acknowledge this. And it's like, look, we'll do this because we have to, because neither one of us can win on our own. So, I mean, at, at least from a logic standpoint, getting Sammy and Kevin back together, for at least for now, they're doing it from a logical standpoint. You also don't always need logic. And, and again, the whole angle has been very entertaining, so I get it. But if you just really break it down, Sammy's character is an idiot. Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah. he's an idiot. Like I said, he's going to be an idiot because the inevitable end to a Kevin Owens-Sammy Zayn title reign is the inevitable breakup and watching them fight again. So that's where I'm like, oh, they're going to fight to destroy the bloodline so that the bloodline can reconnect three months later when Sammy and... Kevin implode and destroy themselves. I, I mean, they've been tag team champions and imploded in so many companies that that feels like the surefire way. We're not going to end this where, you know, all of a sudden Imperium defeats Sammy and Kevin. No, 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 no. <laughs> These two dudes are going to go down in a pile of glory, ending up in a WrestleMania match next year against each other. That That's why I'm not interested in it because... 
if we can accurately predict that they're going to repeat the same pattern that they've been down, it doesn't seem as interesting to me, and it feels like that's exactly where we're heading. And all that WWE did was because Sammy Uso was a thing, we we delayed this tag team match from SummerSlam to WrestleMania. Mm, you're probably right on that. Hey, what would you think of uh, Cena and uh, Austin Theory? I tried not to. Cena's bald. He embraced it. Uh, I, I think that if... Austin Theory keeps trying to be all the John Cena that he can, and John Cena keeps deteriorating like the way he is. By the time we get to WrestleMania in a month, they might actually be the same size because John Cena's arms are still about twice the size of Austin Theory's head, but one's growing and one's shrinking, so I think they can get there. Hold on. You think John Cena's getting smaller? Yeah, yeah, physically. Like, I swear his arms are one size and his midsection's a lot lesser. (laughs) The chest, the pectoral, all of that, the lesson. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's the peak physical specimen that he might have been at the height of his WWE run. I I don't I think he's juicing to the gills, though. I don't think he's getting smaller at all. Might be getting round in the middle. I I, I was just kind of thinking more that Austin Theory's younger and uh, juicing to the gills, and he needs to get bigger. So I was figuring they would size out eventually. Maybe catering at uh, Wipeout uh, a little too good for Cena. I I don't know. Um, I I thought this was Cena off the juice. I don't know. I, I really just don't care either way. Uh, do the fans want me to do this? <laughs> John Cena's coming out and he's confronting Austin Theory. And, and no, I'm not going to wrestle you at WrestleMania. Well, now you asked me three times and now I got to ask the fans. I, I thought that that promo went way too long. And I'm going to be honest, there were two or three minutes I started fast forwarding through because I oh. just thought it went on way too damn long. Oh, it probably did. But... If it shaved time off fucking Otis or fucking Dexter Loomis or whatever, whatever, then give me more John Cena. I'll take bald, round, soft in the middle, rambling too long John Cena over a whole lot of other shit that they would have given me if they hadn't done that. So, And that's why you listen to this podcast to get both sides of it. Carlisle would yep. rather see the part-time wrestlers that come back once in a while, and I'd rather give a couple more minutes to Otis because at least to, tomorrow, the next Raw, the next Raw, and the next Raw, he's going to be there until Vince McMahon fires him. Right, but John you say Cena's that like it's a good thing. Off. Yeah, because I like wrestlers that are there, and I'm going to give them the chance. We've given Baron Corbin eight million chances. You could give, I, and I don't want to see or four, and I don't want to see Baron Corbin for fifteen minutes either. So and, it, no, if John Cena and he got ankle locked by Chad Gable, and that was like that's, one of the more enjoyable matches he's had in the last few weeks. That's I like my him point, right? Without Bradshaw, right? That, that, that's my point. You shave five minutes off Cena theory. That's five more minutes I got to watch Baron Corbin in the ring. Look, it, look, it's great that those guys are there every week. Uh, that doesn't make Otis tolerable or worth a fuck just because he's there every week it means he's, no, it he's, he's dependable sh- no it's then why you watch the show because if you tell me you watch raw for john cena then you haven't watched in years if you tell me you watch it for brock lesnar then you're telling me you watch three minutes every couple weeks if you tell me you're watching for roman reigns you're watching for four minutes every couple weeks and the weird thing is is once you get down to it if you say you watch wwe every week and you watch the whole show Oh, shit, you're watching for the Usos. You're watching for Otis. You're watching for Gable. You're watching for Baron Corbin. You're watching for The Miz. These are the guys that are on there every no, week. No, it doesn't mean that at all. It means you're tolerating some of that shit to get to the things you want. The problem is, is it's really hard to tolerate the Otises of the world. Uh, you had so much potential with Dexter Loomis, and, and you just effed it up. Um, 
uh, 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 Otis, a, a maximum male model. Come the, f- come on, man. What fucking, this ain't 1986. Hulk Hogan ain't saying his prayers and taking his vitamins and, and fighting all these big giants. And, you know, this is a different time. Nobody gives a fuck about those type of characters. And I'm sorry, but it's just true. I, yes. Give me a part-time Cena. Give me speculation of a mustache Vince McMahon in the back. And, and is Vince going to come out? And Vince wasn't raw last night or on Monday night. Um, but yeah, I don't, this is the issue with WWE for all the good they've done with some things, the, the bloodline storyline and all that they've done an equally, maybe even more so poor job with so much other stuff, like getting me to give a fuck about Austin. Theory. You're bringing in Cena to, to, to wrestle Austin theory. You obviously, and we've known this for a while. They've got big plans, big hopes for Austin theory. Why should I care about Austin theory? What re other than, Hopefully he beats the shit out of John Cena, earns some respect and all that. It takes it to that. You haven't done a lot other than show me he's an idiot because he cashed in his money in the bank title shot for a fucking secondary title. So, I mean, I mean, other than that, you haven't done a good job of getting me to care about anything other than your main storyline. He is Mr. United States champion who defended in the elimination chamber. Five other men. He is a made man. He is Austin Theory. He has dropped the stupid cell phone. And he is good enough for John Cena, so he's good enough for all of you. I I don't know. You just hit the nail on the head. There's one story and no characters in the entire place. Um, We're not even talking about Damage Control and Becky, which I bet you they were going to do that lame six-woman tag match. And they announced it. They've made that. Um, And and could you care? No. Uh, Asuka saves Bianca last night. And there's still blue shit coming out of her mouth. Why do we care? She's not even evil now. Um, WWE obviously hates Dolph Ziggler. He has done something to piss Triple H off somewhere down the line. And, you know, whatever. Or, or maybe it's just a foregone conclusion. He's going to go join his brother in AEW, and they're trying to ruin his career. I don't know. Look, not saying Dolph Ziggler should be in a main event picture at this point in his career. But what they're doing with him right now and then feeding him to Omos last night, Jesus Christ. How many watchable minutes of WWE TV was there this week? Uh, not a lot. Uh, outside of the Uso stuff, the, the Bloodline stuff. Like I said, I didn't have a problem with the Cena theory um, things. Did it go on a little long? Yeah, probably. But I, I didn't think that was... It, that's better than Otis or Chad Gable going too long. Um, at least as somebody that the fans care about from the um, standpoint of, uh, of Cena, yeah, there, there, there probably wasn't a lot. And, and I, I'm just over the Cena thing. I can't remember the last time I saw him. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, he came up for that one match last year to keep his streak going. He was going. there like a month ago. Yeah, wasn't that the one match to keep his streak going of, no, of matches he, in 2022? He was literally on TV like three or four weeks ago. What do you do for, I don't, I, it was an anniversary show or something or John Cena appreciation. I was like, he was literally just on WWE TV not that long ago. It's, it didn't, it didn't connect with me at all. I remember the Kevin Owens match. 
And you're saying there was a spot. Because wasn't it almost 10 months before the Kevin Owens match? Because it was his first appearance of 2022. We had the Kevin Owens match at the end of the at, at the end of 2022 to keep his streak going of matches in 2022. And now he's back for was this you're saying a third time in 3 months or a third something time like in that, 5 yeah. months? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, and and now do you feel like really if you were to grab I, it just seems like it's been a long time since John Cena has been around and if we're talking about the media the audience not us but if we're going to a kid that's six, eight years old, I don't know what their connection to John Cena is at this point. The kid that would have their parents buying the merchandise and stuff, it feels like you might associate John Cena more with Bumblebee, Rocksteady, the Wipeout guy than, oh, yeah, he's Mr. Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect. My bad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else from Raw? No, there really wasn't much from Raw. Sweet. All right. Well, we can go ahead and... Do your little impact thing, and I'll try to make a. Well, no, I won't make a Gresham joke because we don't do those anymore. Um, yeah, impact hit me. Josh Alexander is going to be linking up with Kashida at the multiverse event, and Macklin is still in waiting. Giselle Shaw has intentions of going after the knockout title, and she somehow jumps the line because she asked for it to get a match with Mickey James, to which Jordan Grace then informed Santino Morella that she wants her rematch. She didn't know she had to physically inform him. Uh, Callahan to face Rhino next week because Rhino is questioning his genuine intentions or devotion towards joining the design, which Sammy is still saying he wants to be a part of it. Uh, Moose wants to help Brian Myers reclaim the digital media championship because he just wants to embarrass Joe Hendry. And we have new knockout or new impact tag team champions, ABC, the Ace and Bay connection of the Bullet Club, dethrone the Motor City uh-huh. Machine Guns. Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Ace and Bay connection. Okay, sure. Yep. They did it. They defeated the Motor City Machine Guns. So from double champs to only the New Japan Strong Champs, you now have Bullet Club champions. And if you're keeping up with New Japan, Bullet Club has a new member, David Finley, replacing Jay White. Uh, All right, I guess. Where's Jay White end up? Who cares? Because it's probably WWE, so he's not going to be Jay White. He'll be Steve Harvey or something. He, he won't be Steve Harvey. I can promise you that. <laughs> He'll be Alan Jakovsky. Who knows? Maybe. It's not going to be anything good. It's not going to be anything towards what we remember. And... Uh, He'll be well-paid, so everybody be happy for Jay White. I just don't believe that we see him in AEW because I think they would have already debuted him at the pay-per-view if he was heading that way. He would have been a a surprise announcement by then. Uh, Not necessarily. Again, I I don't know that it's AEW or not, but not necessarily. you got to have something for him to do. Uh, Now, of course, Tony Khan's MO is to just debut people for the sake of doing it. Um, but if somehow or another he's aligned with Adam Cole, whether it's with or against, you save it for Adam Cole's uh, return match in a couple of weeks. If it's now, I guess you could have now it might have cheapened the House of Black. But if he was going to go against the Elite, you maybe have him show up and cost the Elite the trios titles last week or so. I, I mean, I guess you could have done something like that, but. 
you don't have to hot shot everything. But we'll see. I, I, look, I'm with you. If I were a betting man, he's going to take the money and go to WWE. And from a creative standpoint, why I would hate that? You can't fault the guy if he does, if that's what he does, right? I mean, you know, do look, I you, fault you, the guy? No, but from an artistic, it's like it's basically like saying this: I'm not going to buy his next album. I'm not looking forward to the collaborations he's going to do. It's it's, are you excited to hear The Rock's going to the Fast and Furious? No, maybe that killed the franchise for you. It, 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 something like that. You just, I just don't feel like there's anything to be excited about it for. I mean, if you're in Jay White's family and you're excited to see him get paid, that's cool. As a wrestling fan, I'm like, I just can't get excited because Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura... I, I just don't feel like there's been a lot to get excited about of any of the New Japan guys that have came over to WWE, not for more than a few months. What do you make of uh, Vince McMahon being at Raw Monday night? There's a reason why the wrestling is getting less and less tolerable and why I feel there's less and less watchable minutes of the show. Fingerprints on the creative side are once again being planted by Big Daddy Mac. It's his company. It's his playhouse. He can do what he wants with it. Um, and that's why I feel like the, the show's been less watchable over the last few weeks. By reason. all accounts, of course, if I'm Triple H, if I'm Bruce Pritchard, I probably wouldn't want to admit it either. But by all accounts, Vince still has nothing to do with creative. And he was there to to see John Cena, who apparently he's gone out of his way to meet up with a few times over the last year. Yeah. Maybe they're hitting the town looking for chicks together. I don't know, but maybe that's why Vince has got the porn stash these days. And I will take every official statement from W from WWE as it is yeah. an official statement. Uh, I would be shocked if Vince isn't at least gently suggesting things. I don't think and, he's gently suggested well, anything ever. And when Vince suggests something, you listen. But we'll see on that. Anything else? That's it right now. What I got going on. Tyrus from the still the uh, NWA champion? I, I think so. Last time I checked, and Bully Ray was going to be going to challenge him. I guess. Whatever. All right, Micah, tell everybody how they can keep up with you. I talk about pro wrestling on Twitter, and I do that at Frankel Micah. Get the show on Twitter at PW After Hours. You can find me at Real Mike Carlisle. We will talk to you next week as the road to WrestleMania continues. Pro Wrestling After Hours here on the After Hours Podcast Network.